Hello and welcome to worship. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for joining us for this Christmas Eve candlelight service. During the season of Advent, we have been in a series called Prepare. And when you prepare, you prepare for something. And that something is today. Our focus this afternoon is go. We've prepared, now go and celebrate Emmanuel, God with us in the world. All right, all right. Hey, thanks. I want to say Merry Christmas again. I need a little bit of that. <clears throat> um, three years ago, this week, I was in my living room videotaping a sermon for the Christmas Eve services because our services that year were going to be virtual and online. This week, discovering early in the week that I was positive with COVID, I was in my living room videotaping a Christmas Eve service for our Eve Before You Leave service on Thursday, and if I wasn't recovered for you again tonight. So I had deja vu all over again, but I'm glad to be here with you. And I'm so glad that you are here um, as, as well. If you have spent any time on social media, watching news programs or anything like that, you certainly are aware of not only who she is, but the phenomenon that she has created this year. And yes, I am talking about Taylor Swift. You got any Swifties in the room? I knew there would be a few. Now, I am not, uh, I'm not necessarily a Swifty. Um, no hate here whatsoever. Pastor Kim said to me, that's the most controversial thing you're going to say on Christmas Eve. For those of you who've never heard that term, a Swifty is a person who's an ardent follower of Taylor Swift. Now, perhaps it has something to do with my age or my music tastes, although I like current pop music. Whatever it is, I just never really quite got Taylor Swift. So when she started the tour this year, the Eras Tour, I began to see all of this frenzy around it, and I was really, frankly, a little bit puzzled. And it has been a huge deal packing massive stadiums night after night with ticket prices I cannot even imagine. Uh, one source has estimated that the average, now there was less and more paid, but the average price to see that concert was $958. And I know someone personally who spent $1,000 $300 to see that concert. And, and you might remember one of the big deals about the start of this concert is when the tickets went on sale. Do you remember this? Ticketmaster crashed. And tickets uh, became a controversy that tickets couldn't get out there. I was, uh, saw an article in the Harvard Gazette that said that this tour will probably gross $1.5 billion dollars. And the residual effect of this concert for local economies is estimated to be around $5 billion. So to say the least, it is a phenomenon for sure. 
And one of the things that I've been running into is people saying something like, you don't get it unless you go and see it. It's like you got to take the chance and go to the concert. And when you go, when you experience it, they say, then you'll get it. I saw a, a video. I think it was probably on TikTok, but I'm not sure. Uh, I saw a video of a, of a guy who, um, I, can't, I can't remember if he was a husband or a, wife, uh, or a, a, a boyfriend or what it was, but she wanted to go to the Taylor Swift concert. And uh, she asked him if he would go. And he wasn't really that interested in going. And then when he saw the ticket price, he really was not interested in going. But he went. And in his little video, he says that once he went and experienced it, his mind was completely changed. He said it was one of those things that you've just got to go and see and once you do, you get it. And he even confessed that he might be a step closer to becoming a Swifty. Now, that video made me a bit curious about her myself, if I'm honest. I am not going to pay $1,300 and ever go to that concert or any concert for that kind of money. But um, when the movie that they made of one of her concerts comes uh, available, I will surely rent it, and maybe that'll be my own version of going to see. Now, here's what I've concluded about the Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has a thing, a thing, and people want to experience that thing. She has a thing. Can you hang on to that for a little while with me? She has a thing. Now, that backdrop really helped me when I was thinking about this passage for tonight on Christmas Eve. This is a, what, what, what we hear in the nativity story in Luke chapter 2 is a long story of the nativity with lots of detail. Um, but this year, I am going with the shepherds. So keep that in mind, and I want to read to you the gospel lesson from Luke chapter 2, verses uh, 1 through 20. And it goes like this. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, it came time for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the guest room. Now, in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. That an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in the manger." 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Then the angels left them and gone into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I'm going with the shepherds this year. As I looked at at the passage, it was verse 15 that really captured my attention. And, And the verse goes like this. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made done to us. They don't say, let's go see this baby, which has been born. They, don't, they, they say, let's go see this what? Thing that has taken place. There that word is again, thing. So I drilled down on the word thing a little bit, and I discovered something really interesting. The Greek word that gets translated to the English word thing What it means is word. Now, not in the sense that it's one word, but word as in a message. Kind of like when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I've got a word for you. You know it's never just one word, right? So it might function a little bit like this. Let's go see this message that has come about. Or let's see this communication that has come into being. Or maybe we could even stretch it a little bit and say something like, let's see this story that is unfolding. You know, something like that. In other words, what they were curious about was not let's go see a baby and see if he's human, kind of like we are. It was was not let's go worship a child, but let's see this thing That started. Let us see this event. Let us see this phenomenon, this manifestation, this something God is reported to be doing that is new. Let's go to the concert and see if we get it kind of thing. And so that's both the invitation and the response to Christmas. It is Come, let us adore him for sure in many ways, but it's also this becoming part of a new movement coming into place. What is the thing? What is the story? What is the word? From best they could understand from the visit of the angels is that God might just might be dropping the most important tour of history. Jesus is going to be on tour for eras to come. This baby 
at the center of this story that is unfolding could be, could be the change we're hoping for. It could be the change that we are expecting. The Messiah that we need. Christmas is a message more than it's a baby. It's obviously both, but the baby bears a message. A message of good news to a hurting and broken world. He did it then, and he does it again tonight. So what do we do with this on Christmas Eve? Well, our message tonight was entitled, Go. Just go. There's a lot of going in the story from the scripture. Joseph and Mary had to go to be registered while she was expecting a child. The angels were sent to go to the shepherds. The shepherds couldn't help themselves but go and see this thing. Ultimately, the shepherds go home. And the scripture says they go praising and glorifying God. Of course, Mary and Joseph were going to Bethlehem. They were following the orders of the government, the emperor. But the shepherds, the shepherds who I'm going with this year, they're responding to an exciting announcement from an angel that the Savior, the Messiah, had been born. Now, I have a hunch that every time we come to the Christmas story, every time we hear those words that seem so familiar again, it always, it often seems to me that it makes us pause. And we have this curiosity about, can that happen still? In our world, can it still happen in our lives these 2,000 plus years later? Like the shepherds, like the dude who went to go see Taylor Swift, there's a curiosity, something that draws us, but we have to go and see. Maybe that's why many of us are here tonight. There's something about the story. There's something about the thing that happens. And you decided that you would go and check it out for yourself with the hope that there is indeed a thing. The shepherds couldn't help themselves but go. And in their going, they found something that would change their lives and change the world forever. Friends, there's something here today. There's a thing here today. Maybe it was in the music of the season or the words of the scripture or the gathering of people together on this night, or maybe it's all of that that makes this special, that, that's different, that's inviting, and all of that is pointing to the main event, and that is good news. The good news of the arrival of Jesus, a Savior the Messiah, that night long, long ago and his arrival in our lives even again tonight. The world in which we live is desperately searching for a thing. Looking for a thing in the midst of the trials and the challenges and difficulty that they experience in their lives personally and in the shared global experience of the day.
And my friends, that thing, that thing can be found here. That thing came in the form of a baby that we know as Jesus. And tonight, this is a time, this is a moment that we all have the opportunity to come close to the thing. And then when we go, carry good news into the world wherever we go. Once again tonight, we have heard the story of that amazing night. We've been reminded tonight that the shepherds felt that desire to just go and see and check it out for themselves because there might be a thing there. And when they arrived at the manger, they experienced a thing. They experienced Jesus and the amazing thing that God was beginning to do through him. They were filled with something and it changed their lives. The good news is that that thing that moved them from ordinary lives to an extraordinary life, it's still here and it's here tonight too. We're going to share in communion now. And that's about as close as you're going to be able to get to the thing as you can imagine, because you're going to be able to hold in your hand elements that remind us of the thing that started on that night long, long ago where the shepherds went to go and see. But we don't come to Christmas. Go ahead. We don't come to Christmas pretending like we don't know about Easter, do we? Because as we celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas, we also look down the road because his life will lead to a cross. And ultimately, that's where the thing happened in that place. And so the night, on the last night that Jesus was with disciples, he took bread, gave thanks to God, he broke it. And he gave it to all of his friends and disciples who were gathered in that room. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat this, and when you do it, remember me. And later on in that same night, he took a cup. He gave thanks to God, and he passed it around to all of his friends and the disciples there with him. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many. This is for the forgiveness of your sins. Drink this as often as you will in remembrance of me. Oh God, we pray that you would pour your Holy Spirit on all of us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. May them be for us, the body of Christ, that we might be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, that gift that keeps giving over and over again, not just at Christmas, but available to our lives every moment. The thing that you started, that you are continuing, we are so grateful to be a part and grateful how our lives have been changed because of it. This evening, as we receive this communion, Lord, we pray that you would give us an opportunity to come so close to the thing that you are doing in the world through Jesus that we might even be able to taste it. It's in the name of Jesus we pray.
Amen. Amen. As this day folds and turns into Christmas, my prayer for you is that you would experience God's presence in Jesus. Come close. God bless you. Merry Christmas.